Honoring those trailblazers who preceded us is just as important as leaving a legacy for those who will follow us. Greekly Speaking is about highlighting Greeks today who are creating positive change for tomorrow. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, welcome to Greekly Speaking. I'm Eric Tucker, and joining me today is a pair of brothers, Justin Artinet and Aaron Jones. Justin of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated and Aaron Jones of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. I could just drop the mic right there, but I'm not. We're going to just go ahead and get to get a chance to meet these brothers. Justin, this is your second time being on the show. And we're pleased to have you back, brothers. We had a really good response with your previous episode, man, and the good work you guys are doing up there in New Jersey. You mentioned that you had a brother who was also in the D9, and we're pleased to have him join us today as well. But first of all, Justin, let me let you go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. You know, how we do on Greekly Speaking, we've got to hit that background, man. we got to know what's up, you know, make sure everything is everything. Tell us about your Greek, your Greek experience so far, man. First of all, Brother Tucker, thank you so much for having me back on the platform, Fred. You know, we had a great time last time. We had a good conversation about all the stuff that we were doing at the time. And I'm looking forward to getting to talk to you about all the results and the great work that we've been able to do. But yes, uh, my name is Justin. I am a member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated of the Iota Chi Sigma chapter, affectionately known as the Sigmas at the Jersey Shore. I am the first vice president of that chapter, and I am also the director of education for the state of New Jersey <laughs> for Phi Beta Sigma. So yeah, I'm busy. And yes, I mentioned on the podcast last time that I did have a younger brother, my actual blood brother who went in another direction. He did not come into Sigma. But you know, I, I don't hold that against him every day on some days. Hey, thank you, brother. Yeah, absolutely. And yes, he, uh, he came into Alpha and I was, I'm just so proud of him for the work that he's been able to do in such a short amount of time. And I'll, I'll let him go ahead and continue to brag about himself. <laughs> All right, brother Aaron Jones, man. I'm just pleased to meet you, man. <laughs> What's going on? Tell tell me a little bit about your background, man, and uh, where you come through, and and what was that line name and number and all that good stuff. All right, and you know I don't usually give my my information so easily, but I have to. I have to. And my so my name's Aaron. I came through Alpha Alpha Lambda, which is the Brick City or Nork Alphas, and. I came in fall 19 and I just, before I give my line name, because I know that you, you can see that I'm smiling, but I, you saw how Here he did we go. that sandwich thing. He did that sandwich thing where he, he threw that shade in there and it was like, oh, he's doing great work, which I am. So I'll get to that. Uh, my line name is Optimus Prime. And the, the reason for it is because of my optimism through through everything and i literally take that with me through everything that i do and as in doing that i became uh, co-chair of my chapter's social action committee and i'm also the state chair for social and civil action so it's pretty fun and yeah that's that's a little bit of who i am i'm not going to throw the shade yet i'm going to wait for a better time that's too easy Oh, there are so many stories we could get into on this one, man, but I love it. Okay. All right. So first of all, hey, so Justin, what was your line name and your, and your oh, number again? Sorry about that. Yes. My name, again, my line name was all biz because, you know, Justin gets it all done all the time. And I'm of course a good old number four. Cause you know, again, the four is always, 
we always get it done. And, and you know, I, I think that, you know, it's uh, it's something to say that, you know, me and my brother, first of all, he came in in fall 19. And as he said, he is, you know, working on the state team as well. And me and him rose to state leadership at the same time. <laughs> so wow. it was just interesting to see how those things kind of work parallel to each other as we began to have some really in-depth conversations about the organizations. And I'm glad that we get to discuss that with you today. Okay. And, and that's awesome. And so Aaron, you were number four as well, right? I was. So, I okay. I I, I play poker with you guys anytime, man. I, I love that. So, <laughs> but you're both on, the, you know, serving your fraternities and your chapters on a state level. And I think that's awesome, man. That, that speaks to, for me, your upbringing, your principles, and the, the way you see the world, your ability to identify needs and, and try to take a personal role in addressing that, man. So hats off to you. Aaron, let me just kick it back to you, man. What are some of the community service projects you guys are known for in that chapter? So the big one is our food giveaway and we do it every second Sunday of the month. And I am, I, I know that I'm on this podcast, but I have to throw it up to my, like the incoming Neos. They took an idea and now we're doing cleanups around North like every month at least once a month. And it's a consistent thing that is just beautiful. Uh, I, I love assisting on that. And I don't love money, but I love the prospects of raising money. And I think that Alpha Alpha Lambda does that phenomenally for March of Dimes, for uh, even during this pandemic, we created a brotherhood fund. It It is exciting. That Those are the, the big things. And that's not getting into scholarship, but I definitely see that as a form of community service as well. Hey, and that's fantastic, man. And and I know you you touched a little bit on some of the Women's Day celebrations, Justin, that you guys were involved in last time, man. And and I was following some of that on social media, dude. I was kind of patterning some of um, you know, our marketing strategies after what you guys were doing. The presentation was so well. And the fact that when you look at that media, that content, you know exactly what's going on. And and our chapter also got engaged on, you know, recognizing Women's History Month with spotlighting, you know, women in business. And dude, it's kind of because that conversation we had with you, it fed into that, man. So I just wanted to, you know, shout you out again. I see you still been working since then. So that's cool, man. I I, I mean, is it like a competition with you guys? I mean, how do you guys, oh. do you, you know, make it, and if it is, it's good because the community is benefiting. The thing is, first of all, there are four of us. There are there. We are the two boys, and we have two sisters. And uh, it is it is. They are not Greek yet, <laughs> but uh, you know, it is it is good to have that sibling rivalry. But we all really support each other in all of our endeavors. So it really doesn't ever feel malicious <laughs> or like a competition. It just feels yeah. like great for him. Let's let let me do something different too. I definitely want to be the best, right? Like when it comes to to doing this Greek thing and making an impact in the community through Alpha and like for Justin through Sigma, I want to do more. And when I see him doing anything, I don't hold my ideas back. So I will tell him, like, I think you should do X or Y or Z because it all is to benefit the community. But that's my, like, that's my older brother. And I'm like a middle child. So like, I can't, I can't be outshone in these, in these competitions because that's just what it is. But it's all love. And it all funnels back to the community and people are like in our chapters, like my vice president knows Justin because I I talk about him and the work that he does. I tell people about Sigma events because of Justin and just having that, 
connection. Like, yeah, we're doing separate things great uh, in a great way. But when we come together, it's magnificent. And everybody wants to be a part of it. I want our audience to kind of hear about your latest endeavor. It's called Interfraternal Discourse. Tell us about this brand, man, the concept and how you got started. Yeah, sure. And again, you know, we can go back and forth with pleasantries, but, you know, Aaron knows that no matter what he does, he has my, my 100% support. But interfraternal discourse was honestly just a, a, a continuation of a conversation that Aaron and I had once he came over. Because I remember, it's funny, Aaron wasn't at all interested in, in, in Greek life. And then I came into Sigma and I remember him asking, like, what is this that you're doing? What is this group of grown men and wearing colors? What are you, what are you doing? And then we had our gala and he came and when we did protocol and we had everybody stand up, he asked me, he's like, can you introduce me to the other brothers in the room that are not Sigmas? So at first I was like, would you just ask me? <laughs> what? You're at a Sigma function asking me to go speak to alphas? And, and so after that, he did his research and you know what he realized as a result of that is that each fraternity had something different to offer. When Aaron settled on his light and I'm glad that he found his light and interfraternal discourse really was just a an embodiment of that conversation because what we realize is that me and Aaron again we we are blood brothers right we uh, we were raised in the same household all of our lives just because we wear different letters doesn't mean that we're no longer brothers if anything we should be bonded more tightly together and so what we realized also was that we were in organizations where seniority um, and protocol sometimes took precedent over common sense and decent logic and so you know with both of us coming into the organizations relatively very recently you know that type of conversation with younger brothers can be very sticky because there's just certain things about the organization that you don't know but luckily Aaron and I have both been elevated to leadership in our respective chapters and in our states but we also have the intellectual capacity to pull this off and I think that interfraternal discourse was just us bringing each of the men of the Divine Nine. We picked men that were within our circles from each org of the organizations to sit and talk basically about some major issues that we were dealing with. Remember, this was right in the middle of COVID when everyone had time to sit back and reflect on what was going on in their own lives. And we felt that the Divine Nine, specifically the men of the Divine Nine, needed to have a specific conversation about how we could be brought back to the table to have some really serious conversations. And so that's really what interfraternal discourse started off as. And like Aaron said, we've been able to kind of morph it and change it. And I'll let Aaron go ahead and get his, his feeling because he also saw from a different perspective and we were able to kind of merge them and bring them together for that platform. So for me, I definitely want to tack on to the common sense idea. And with me being an optimist, I also have an attitude of just do it, right? You can just do things if you try. And I was in for about a year and we did nothing with the Sigmas. And my, my brother was this very like prominent Sigma. So like, I always knew that we had to do stuff together, right? I would go to his fundraisers. He would come to mine. He came to my pending ceremony, but the, the conversation on our community and the, the men in our community just wasn't happening for me. And when we did talk, nothing was being actioned. It was, I, it was like a Socratic symposium. It was just, it, it was great to hear. It was like very uplifting, but if we don't put pen to paper and like promise to get these things done together, that, that was the, the need that I saw. And that was what interfraternal discourse filled for me. If I'm in a fraternity in a D9, why should I get engaged? So we are all 
doing different things, right? And we're all in this like competitive space. You can compete and still root for the other person. And when you do that, you find that your crowd gets bigger. The, the people that you're touching is larger. Project Alpha doesn't teach the same boys that Sigma Betas does. So those families that are interacting with the D9 in this great way are different, like the parents and the siblings. And this network keeps growing and growing. And if we don't come together on a regular basis, the benefits, the, the financial symposiums that alphas do, that kappas do, the survival programs, like from Hurricane Harvey, if we all come together and impact the community greatly, I know that our communities will be uplifted because we have some of the greatest minds on this planet. And it, it would be so exciting if they all just got together. I think it's cool that you kind of point that out because if we didn't come together at any point, we end up in different corners of the universe, <laughs> oblivious to what's going on in the universe that we share, right? So I, I love that aspect. Justin, what would be your description of what this is for someone new coming into it, wanting to know whether they should get engaged. Sure. And I, I mean, I can summarize it into one word and that's service. If you are coming into these organizations for anything else, you're in the wrong organization. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because yes, Aaron is absolutely right. You know, we, we have some of the strongest minds specifically in the divine nine, because our organizations were founded on collegiate campuses. These were, you know, movers and shakers of their time in 1906 and 19 and 1914. I'll give that reverence now because I wasn't going to before. But, you know, in those times, you know, these these brothers sat down at a table in a room and said, we need to do better for our communities. And although they were in separate silos, that goes to speak to the time. Now we're all connected via virtual spaces and we can do service all around the world in a blink of an eye. It just makes sense that if you're coming into these organizations, yes, it does have some level of prestige to wear these letters and to wear this power and to do all this other great stuff, but that's a very small slice of the pie. And to be honest with you, when, when people ask, you know, why we have this fortitude, right, for, for service, it really does stem from our mother. To be honest with you, all of our lives, she, you know, she was a single mother of four children and she had me at 17. My sister, when she was 18, she had two children before she graduated high school, you know, and she throughout her life, let it be known that we have to be of service to others. We have to. And the reason why we know that is because we have been recipients of fantastic service from others. So now she supports both of our events <laughs> all the time. So she's spending a lot of money <laughs> at tables and functions, but also she just pours into us as, as men. And she, she lets it be known that if you're not serving the planet, then you're not doing your part. And I think that for us, that's why service is so important. But for anyone that's coming in new, if you're doing anything else but service, you're not doing it right. To me, I feel like service has become not muddied, but difficult. We, like in like an interconnected way. We're all from the same community. And, and I know like, even if you're from New Brunswick and I'm in Newark, doing a cleanup with your brothers, with people in the divine nine, it's a fun event. Like you get to talk about, and, and I witnessed this on interfraternal discourse and it just made me smile. To me, doing something matters, right? You, you have to keep your feet moving, especially when it comes to service, especially when it comes to the black community. Because the moment that we stop and we've seen this, they take something away, right? We, we let up a little bit 
on just voting. And we were real excited about the, the victory for the, the Democratic Party. And there's 23 to 36 bills that have taken voting rights away because we relaxed. Because it's always the first thing to get attacked. 1994, the, the crime bill. That legislation directly impacted the voting ability of, of the African-American community. And we've seen it being like, I don't, I, I don't know the term for it, but it is gentrifying, but it's like targeted, right? So you can see it in like Jersey City, just swept through with over-policing. And then all of these investors come in, build the city up. It's a very beautiful city, but Black people have no ownership there. That's problematic to me. That is something that happens when we're not paying attention to each other. And we're just like, we're just focused in on, let me build this up, which is an important aspect of any group, of any business. But we are a community first, right? I, I, I am going to be an alpha till the day I die. I, I love it. I am black and gold to my bones. But I was a black man first. I, I am a black man first. And I identify with black people and this community first. I, I can't, I can't, oh, I can look at you now because I see the, the Sigma, but I can't look at you and say, oh, I don't, I don't like him because he's a Sigma. I don't want to work with him because he's a Sigma. It's, I, what do you need? You are my, you're my brother. Like, what do you need? And I think we just need to switch our mindsets so that service is easy. That's service is the first thing you think about, not the letters. I think that, you know, on, on inter, we call it ID for short. There were so many genuine fraternal moments that we, we got, you know, again, it was a pleasure for us to see as being younger members of these organizations, to see brothers that were having these conversations about, there was one brother who had gotten a gift from some brother, maybe like 15 years ago. And he happened to be one of our, our panelists. And he acknowledged that publicly. He's like, brother, thank you so much. Like, you don't even know how much that really pushed me to continue to do the work. And he was in a completely different organization. Like, why would he have Alpha Para in the back of his, <laughs> his car? He's an IOTA, but he did. And he wanted to make sure that he gave it to someone who deserved it because of the services they were doing. And he just so happened to be that person, right? We wouldn't have known that. We couldn't have known that beforehand. But when we, what we realized was when black men sit together and actually talk about moderated issues that affect every one of them in the circle, it becomes personal. Right. And it becomes personal, but because we have the strength of these organizations behind us, we want to make sure that we can put that into, into live action. Because what we realize is that the big reason why the Divine Nine has survived the way that it has is because of the sororities. <laughs> right. The sororities gather together and they bring together all of their numbers. The AKAs raise a million dollars in a day whenever they whenever it's time to do so. Right. That is a major move for the African American population. There are nine of us. Why is it that we're not able to support in that way? So we decided to have that conversation with the brothers and, 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 you know, from the conversation. And what we did that was different was we had that conversation open to the public. Normally, when fraternities talk, we talk within our groups, within ourselves, within our chapters, in our silos. No, we opened up the conversation to talk about these things in, our, in, my, in my particular. And we had to go back and forth with that because 
my thought process was, well, if we're asking them to be patrons and to buy tickets and to come support and to come on and come to walks and do things with us, they should be a part of the planning process too. Not into the intricacies of our secrets of our societies, absolutely not, but they absolutely need to make sure that they're um, at the table when we're making decisions about the service that they're receiving. So that's really what ID was supposed to stand for. And we felt like Everyone's doing something virtual. Everyone's doing virtual platforms. Luckily, it's now become a series of interpersonal discourse. And we, we've been able to connect brothers from all over the country, from all different levels of leadership. And it's, it's been something to see. And we've seen a lot of different versions of it come out. But it's good to see the brothers having these conversations on an expanded platform. And that's really what the goal of it was. But don't worry, ID is coming back. <laughs> we've regrouped okay. and, we're back and we're looking forward to it. Hey, that that's awesome, man. You know, I, I'm thinking of the Cornell West and the Les Browns and, and all of these other folks that drop these little philosophical nuggets out there and help you select the proper lens when looking at our community. And I you know, and it's refreshing to, to hear, Aaron, you don't need to have that conversation with Dr. West, you can use your own eyes, your own perspective and see, man, there's a need. If we're not making an impact, it doesn't matter what you're wearing, right? Because the people that you're impacting are not caring. And as long as you're about sharing, then this thing is going to do what it was meant to do. Most of the D9 members that I've met, I've been Greek since fall 86. They really enjoy having that that camaraderie and, and participating on that level, man. I There's a, a gentleman that was on the show in Iota, man. I was like watching him. I, dude, I'm trying to keep up with him. And, and it's just like getting blown out by Usain Bolt when it comes to service, man. They're feeding, he's probably feeding somebody right now, you know, with their chapter, you know. You're talking about Candyman and he was actually the Iota representative on our ID panel, so. There you go, exactly. <laughs> Anthony Candelaria, I mean, this this brother is awesome, man, man. He's reaching out to us saying, hey, we want to thank you. I'm like, brother, I'm just trying to shine light on what you guys are doing because I want the world to see more of that. I feel good. We got brothers you know, crossing at 18 and 19 coming through and picking that torch up and just going straight to work. That's what makes me feel good. I I, I was kind of the same way, man. You know, don't talk about it. What? Be about it. So for uh, members of the audience that want to learn more and want to know how to get engaged, what would they do? I'll definitely send you all the information, but also my, my Instagram personally is Mr. Artinet. It's my last name, Mr. Period, A-R-T-E-N-A-N-T. I love that name, man. And I now have to plug mine. I'm sorry. So definitely follow Brick City Alphas. That is our Instagram handle. Go to BrickCityAlphas.org. That is our website. So my personal Instagram is Aaron J underscore M dot A. That's it. And the MA is for my master's because I got it. I'm very proud. So I'm looking, I, I see the work that the Alphas are doing in Brick City. They're doing a great job. I saw their flyers for their Brotherhood Week. The stuff looks really good. So, you know, kudos to you brothers for doing the work up in North Jersey. And I, I live in North Jersey, so I see the Alphas up here doing a lot of great things. As for us, we are actually having our Father of the Year Award of Breakfast on the morning of Juneteenth. It's June 19th at 9 a.m. at the Sheridan Hotel in Eatontown, New Jersey. We have, first of all, the restrictions have been uh, lifted for indoor functions, but however, we are still maintaining social standards and being as safe as we have to be for sure, but we're exceeding those um, expectations as well. But we're gonna have a lot of great people in the room. Our Eastern Regional Director, Brother J.R. Reeves, is gonna be delivering our keynote. We have seven men that were recommended by their families to be honored, and we're gonna be honoring all of them, similar to the way that we did for Hershey 
first drive her story. And thank you again, Eric, for bringing that up. That was a wildly successful, wildly, wildly successful event. And we thank the, the five trailblazing women from the Divine Nine, one from each of them. And then we honored um, Dr. Shirley A.R. Lewis. She is the president emeriti of Payne College, and that is in Augusta, Georgia. And we honored her with the Kamala Harris Achievement Award, our first ever. And it was it was phenomenal. So thank you for letting us know that you did see it. And we're glad that brothers are being able to take that energy and put it into the women in their community as well. But again, I know we've taken up a bunch of your time and thank you again for finding some time on the weekend. Aaron's schedule is crazy. So it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad we got a chance to sit down and talk because I'm glad we get to document this stuff because we have so much more work to do. Hey, hey the pleasure is all ours, man. And don't hesitate to you know reach out if you have anything else positive going on that we can help promote, man. Hey, I'm Eric Tucker. He's Aaron Jones with Alpha Phi Alpha, Brick City Alphas. He's Justin Artinet with Phi Beta Sigma, killing it up there in New Jersey. And I, I thank you guys for joining us on Greekly Speaking, man. And we hope to talk to you soon. Brother, thank you so much. A great platform. Thanks thank again. you.